listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're, you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. I walked into the studio for the first time this week. I sit down, set down my bracket, which you have to do on paper, else it doesn't feel official. And next to my bracket is a hair. I figure I'll just blow the hair off the table. But I couldn't. Because the hair was standing straight up, stuck in a booger. I don't know whose it is. I have a couple of theories. And I'm disgusted. Now I don't want to touch anything. I lysoled the microphone. I lysoled the whole area in front of me. Forgot to do the mouse. And now I don't want to click on anything. Absolutely disgusting. If you're sick, don't come to work. I don't want to be staring at a booger for three hours. I got to stare at Tom. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of Dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Today is the day, bitches. My snowflakes. You're about to get some real information at 5 o'clock. It is the Crowley Show bracket reveal. Woo! Yeah! Tom told us yesterday who the sexy teams in the tournament are. Now you get my darlings, my upsets, my Cinderella's, my locks, my dark horses, my favorites, and my disappointments. Which former bubble team will shock? Which top seed will fail? Today at 5 on The Crowley Show. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. It's NFL free agency day before the day that's actually the day, which means everything's going down. Danny Amendola, according to sources, going to leave the Patriots for the Dolphins. That's a really bad decision by him. It's all about that green, baby. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. According to sources, wide receiver Richardson going to go to the Skins on a $40 million deal. We interrupt our... We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Drew Brees going back to the Saints. But apparently, according to sources, he had another big offer. It is one of the worst days of the year. The year where everyone gets out on their Twitter soapbox to tell you what moves are great, what moves aren't great, what moves are going to help teams get to the Super Bowl, and what teams overpaid for what player. It's the absolute worst. Everybody is the smartest guy in the room, and I just want to smack them in their freaking face. Also interesting to note that Major League Baseball free agency starts all the way back in November, and now finally we have guys like Neil Walker getting signed. Meanwhile, NFL free agency starts tomorrow, and we've already got players getting signed the day before free agency. Dale Lawley will join me at 520 to break down the Steelers' plans in free agency. Gone are Mike Mitchell and William Gay, and maybe... Just maybe 
We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Lawrence Timmons could be back. But we shall see. You see that Tom Brady dusted Stephen Colbert in a beer chugging contest last night? Tom Brady is the Tom Brady of beer chugging. That dude is impressive. Last night, Alexander Ovechkin scored goal number 600. It's an incredible feat for someone in this era. He scored 65 goals in a season before. He's the best goal scorer that I have ever seen in my entire life. But I would take Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin on my team every single day over Alexander Ovechkin. Crosby and Malkin are three-time Stanley Cup champs. Crosby's won the Conn Smythe twice. Evgeny Malkin's won it once. Sid's led the league in points twice and goals twice more. He was the league's MVP in 2007. He was the league's MVP in 2014. Had Sidney Crosby not suffered a concussion in 2010-2011, he would have cleaned up at the NHL award ceremony. The same can be said for 2012-2013 when he was running away with the scoring title before taking a Brooks Orpic slap shot to the face. Malkin's been the league's MVP once. He led the league in scoring twice. Ovechkin's led the league in goal scoring six times and has been the league's MVP three times. He's led the league in scoring once. Each player is decorated individually, while Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin have clearly had more team success. Crosby's averaged 1.29 points per game over his career, while Malkin has put up 1.19. Both marks are better than Ovechkin's career number of 1.12. But Ovechkin does have two things going for him that the Penguin Stars don't. Goal scoring and durability. Ovechkin scored 600 goals in 990 career games. That's good for .6 goals per game, which is a staggering number. Crosby scored .47 goals per game while Malkin's hovering around .39. As for durability, Ovechkin's missed just 30 games his entire career. A lot of playoff games, too. He's played in 97% of his team's regular season games since his career began. Evgeny Malkin's missed 24 games in the last two seasons. Malkin's played in just 82% of his team's regular season games. Crosby's played in 83.5%. That's staggering as well. Can you believe that Crosby's played more games than Malkin? As centers, Crosby and Malkin have more defensive responsibility on the ice. They've also both racked up points at a higher clip than Ovechkin, so I'll take either of them over Ovi. But the grade 8 can be counted on for a couple of things every night. Showing up and scoring goals. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Haloti Nada might sign with the Eagles. Not official yet. All they do is sign defensive linemen. Damn Eagles. Super Bowl champs, if you haven't heard about it enough. Bastards. I'd take Malkin over Ovechkin any day. Ovechkin scores goals, but Malkin's a much better overall player. He plays all three zones. He takes the puck away. He also factors in on more points than Ovechkin, and isn't that what it's all about? I know Ovechkin scores goals at a clip that nobody else has since, really, Lemieux and Gretzky, but it's about the puck going in the net, and whether or not you're putting it in the net doesn't matter, as long as one of your line mates is because you've created a play. That's why, to me, I'm taking Malkin. Malkin's also a vocal leader. He'll stand up 
He's a great guy who could be a captain if Sidney Crosby weren't on the team. I don't know if Alexander Ovechkin is a great captain. I had Slava Malamud on the program a couple of months ago, and he is the preeminent Russian hockey writer in this country. And he says he doesn't think Ovechkin's mature enough to be a captain. If that guy says that, I'm taking Malkin every single day. 412-922-2874. That doesn't mean that what Alexander Ovechkin has accomplished is any less impressive, though. Alexander Ovechkin is one of the best hockey players I've ever seen, and apart from Crosby, I don't think Malkin has any other true peer. Meant to say that the other way, but I had to save it. Apart from Malkin, Crosby doesn't have any other true peer besides Ovechkin. That's how good he is. And I realize he hasn't won, but it hasn't been his fault. His points per game in the playoffs are great. He scores goals in the playoffs. His teams have been choking dogs. I don't necessarily put that at his feet. Do you? 412-922-2874. TCU in the NCAA tournament, I've got them going quite far, actually, because they can score the basketball. Tom, if you say score the basketball, are you a douche or not a douche? Uh, no, it's along the same lines of they got to make shots, so I'm okay with it. I love score the basketball. They got to score the basketball if they want to move on. What about round ball? No. Round ball's douchebag? Yeah. Then you cross the line. I'll go score the basketball. TCU scores the basketball. I've got them upsetting the big one in the round of 32 coming up on March 17th or 18th. But I do wonder, Pitt fans, if you're rooting for Jamie Dixon or not. Do you want to see TCU do well? If they do well, I think it kind of rubs some salt in the wound. But if you're a Pitt fan who never wanted to see Jamie Dixon leave in the first place, maybe you want Pitt to have the dirt kicked on him. You tell me, 412-922-2874. As a guy who has watched Jamie his entire career and gotten to know him a little bit, I root for him all the time. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a damn good basketball coach. I think Pitt made a mistake by allowing him to walk out the door, and I now want to see him go very far. It does strike me as odd, though, that he's got TCU playing the complete opposite way of those Pitt teams. TCU can score that rock. TCU can put the ball in the hole. TCU can make shots. TCU can spread the floor. TCU can get out on the run. And Pitt's basketball teams under Jamie Dixon were never, ever, 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 ever known for that. They also weren't known for making all that many deep runs, so maybe I shouldn't have picked them. 412-922-2874. We'll get to the tournament in depth coming up at 5 o'clock. My man, Will Graves, joins us at 420. Marc-Andre Fleury notched his 400th career win yesterday. He had 375 with the Penguins. Fleury's now 13th all-time in wins. That's lucky in Vegas. He's one behind 12th place. He's 84 behind 4th. There's a really good shot Marc-Andre Fleury ends his career in the top three in all-time wins for goalies. He's going to be a Hall of Fame. Remember all the criticism he got? Sometimes deserved, to be sure. But he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Kiss his ass. Yesterday, I got an email from the Pirates season ticket office offering home opener tickets with no service fees. And what it said was, to you or anyone you know who is interested, end quote. 
Nobody is excited for Pirates opening day, rightfully so, including Jamison Tyone, who said the other day that he didn't know if there were going to be 38,000 people there. Have you allowed yourself to think about <clears throat> what it's going to be like to run out and take the mound that day with 38,000 people yelling at everything? <laughs> uh, well, I got a lot of tweets about people that aren't going to be coming after I tweeted. <laughs> so. Neil Walker just signed for a cheap deal in New York. We're seeing players all around baseball, Mike Moustakis being one of them, signing deals that the Pirates could absolutely afford. Had they kept Andrew McCutcheon, they could have gone out and got a guy like Moustakis to push them over the top to wild card contention. Uh, we're going to see Jake Arietta be signed in the next couple of days, and I'm guessing it'll be for a bleep ton of money, but less so than we've seen before. So if people don't want to show up for the home opener, I'm all right with it. It's the best buyer's market that we may have ever seen in Major League Baseball, and the Pirates say, oh, we're trying to win, yet they're the only team that has not signed a Major League free agent. And I'm supposed to feel bad for them that they're not selling any tickets? Hell no. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Jake Arrieta signed with the Phillies. How much? Three years. I don't know the number. Then you've got more breaking news to find out, Tom. We'll be up to date here on the Crowley Show momentarily. Got a crack staff working on it. Brian's still dying. Hell, he might have died at this point. Remember how he had that blood clot? He was sick the week leading up to that. Then he had the blood clot, threw up everywhere when we were out drinking, and then almost died. Well, now he's not feeling great. I told him to go to the doctor. He says he did. I don't believe him. He might be in the afterlife as we speak. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Arietta's contract, three years, $75 million, $30 million first year, $25 million second, $20 million the third. Yeah, they couldn't have afforded that. Nope, no chance. 4129222874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I can't wait to unveil this bracket. I'm all jammed, baby. I'm sweaty. I got some action going down in the pants. And whatever I say is going to happen. I've got the only perfect bracket in America sitting right here. It's true. He wrote it in Sharpie. It is in Sharpie, which means it's all going to happen. You can't take it back. Sharpie means it's a fact, Jack. And tonight, tonight, it all starts with the first four. I forget who's playing tonight, though. It's either Radford and LIU Brooklyn, NC Central and Texas Southern, or Arizona State, Syracuse, or St. Bonaventure, UCLA. I guess we'll all be surprised when we put on True TV, probably because none of you have watched True TV before in your lives. It's always bothered me that the 16 seeds don't all wind up in these playing games. Arizona State and Syracuse are better than LIU, Brooklyn, and Radford. And St. Bonaventure and UCLA are better than NC Central and Texas Southern. It should all be 16 seeds. Now what the hell do I know? Remember when they used to do it that way? And there was just one game between 16 seeds and nobody gave a bleep about it? At least we'll care a little bit tonight about the games that I 
Don't know who's playing it. Coming up next, Will Graves from the Associated Press to talk about TV, brackets, NFL free agency, and God knows what else. It's the Crowley Show. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Jimmy Graham going to sign with the Packers. Who cares? Cash flowing everywhere, bitches. Will Graves of the Associated Press joins me now on the Crowley Show. Hello, Will. Hello. You said, what a perfect day to lead, use cream as my bump music. Come on, man. I don't and understand. Cash. cash rules everything around me. Cream got the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Right? Here's the deal, Will. We like it better whenever you just unsolicited start going to your hip-hop ways, man. Hey, it's, man, you know what? My, my six-year-old freestyled uh, after dinner last night. It was pretty epic. So Freestyled what? Her about her day. Like, we have napkins that said, make up a rap about your day. And she just she literally did like eight bars. Will, awesome. can you make up a rap about the day that you've had so far? Uh, I could, but, you know. Don't do anything you're good at. Don't do it for free. So mm, That's true. Why am I on the radio right now? Will Graves <laughs> from the Associated Press joining me on the Crowley Show. Before we get into anything sportsy, what are you watching on TV now? It's TV time with Will. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, my kids, uh, they're eight and six. Like, they have somehow started watching, like, The Voice. That, like, we started watching it in the fall. And, it, you know, not a lot of stuff that we can actually watch together. Um, and I'll admit, you know, I was a guy that... 15 years ago was sort of in American Idol, sort of. And then we watched American Idol the other day, like when it came back, whatever. And it's lame compared to The Voice. It's it's pretty stunning. Wow. It's, it's, it's like not good. It's just not good. It's just not the same. The conceit of The Voice is much better. The rapport of the, the people on the show is much better. Kelly Clarkson is literally looks is somebody you think you want to go and have a beer with. Um, so, which is, which is good. So, anyway, that's it. I, I had no specific rant. Uh, but my kids, have, it, it is nice to, I can't believe I'm, this is a total dad thing to say, but it's sort of nice that you can sit there and have an actual like back and forth with your eight-year-old about whether that person sucked or not. So No, that is great. I think that's what America's all about, Will. It's basically what I do for a living. This person sucks at this, this person <laughs> sucks at that. I think that American Idol, though, with Simon Cowell and yeah. with Paul Abdul and with Randy Jackson, I mean, put that up against anything, man. No, I, I would agree, but, like, it just sort of withered on the, you know, and they brought it back too soon, you know. I mean, that's, it's the dynamic of the of the judges that sort of helps. And I think that, like, on The Voice, it's actual, like, good singers. Most how happy, my only problem with it is, like, half these people are just, like, unsigned people who live in Nashville, and they're hoping to get signed. Like, that's what it is. But it makes for more compelling, you know, it makes for more compelling viewing. I mean, and I, I don't watch any real TV uh, so this is about as close as I get, unless it's like reruns from the 90s or really obnoxious kids' tween shows that my kids also watch. Or reading think pieces on The Bachelor without actually having watched the show. Right. But, you know, I mean, I think if you, that probably makes me overqualified to talk about The Bachelor, having not watched The Bachelor and actually thinking about it. So, you know. Well, the thinking would be key. Will Graves, Associated <laughs> Press, joining me here on The Crowley Show. Will is it okay that I'm sitting here staring at a bracket filled out in all Sharpie? The only way you can do it, by the way. And 
not caring at all about the FBI stuff. Because I don't give a rip, man. I am ready for this shiz to tip off. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we just sort of need to admit where we're at. You know, I think I think players should be paid. I thought this for a long time. Not necessarily like oodles and oodles of money, but I certainly think they should be allowed to, to trade on their own name. Yes. God knows the, the universities do, and God knows the coaches do. Um, so I think this is sort of pushing us towards that. I mean, if this gets us to an NCAA in, in 10 years where everything's above board in the sense that, look, hey, this is all about money. I mean, one of the things, one of my bigger problems with this is you have people that work for rights holders who pay money to the NCAA and then the conferences and the schools to air their games, and then they come on and they complain about, that. well, the players should be paid. And, yes, I'm talking specifically about Jay Billis. And to a lesser extent, Mike DeCourcy and those types of guys. You're allowed to have those. Billis is a smart guy. I'm not coming at him. In so that just, just admit, just admit that you are part of, you know, you're part of the game. I mean, you are getting paid by these entities to talk about this sport, and the players are not. So that that's all. I, I'm not saying they they shouldn't have their opinions. Although Mike's back has got to be pretty sore from carrying so much water. For college basketball, every time every time there's a scandal in college basketball, Mike comes up and he comes up with some reason how this isn't a big deal and the problem is elsewhere. You know, and I just am sort of like just admit it, just admit that like you have stake in the game. Tom, Tom, you got to call DeCourcy right now. You got to get DeCourcy on the line with Will Graves right now. They got to be yelling at each other. I didn't know you hated DeCourcy so much. I don't hate DeCourcy. You hate him. I do not. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Adam, Adam, what do you think? I mean, if you accept money from, I would, I would go all the way over to if you're our friends on the flagship station for Pitt. If you, you're, they pay money to Pitt to, for the right to carry the, the, the sounds of their games, if they go on and then sort of either crush Pitt. Or don't crush Pitt. I mean, are they sort of complicit in the in in this in this sense? I mean, they're getting paid. I mean, we look. We listen to Bill Hillgrove. We know what we're going to get, right? Homer. I mean, and that's okay because he's sort of owning it. Yes. Right. And I'm okay. Like that's all I want. I'm not. All I want is an acknowledgement that yep, it sucks. These kids are getting paid, but I am taking some of that money. Well, that's, what, that's what's happening, right? I will. I just got to say, I, I really admire the fact that you're able to blow right through that breaking news sounder without missing a beat. I mean, you just kept going. It, just, it smacked you right in the face. You well, just look, kept running. I, you know, it's, it's, I like college basketball, but I'm with you. You, you. you know, just nobody really cares about this stuff. No, I think it's. I, it really is arbitrary morality as far as I'm concerned, Will, because... These people know that the sport is corrupt, and I'm talking about the TV people and the coaches. They all know it's corrupt, but then the second that it comes out that there are players being paid, that's when they're like, oh my God, this is awful. When they're doing the thing that they should be doing all along, in some form or fashion as far as I'm concerned, then it's like, oh my God, throw your hands up in the air. Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Well, no, because the kid's actually getting paid now. I'm okay with it even though it is through the back channel. Uh, Will Graves, Associated Press, joining me here on the Crowley Show. Will, do you have to have your bracket done on a piece of paper? I think that's the only way to do it. It's got to be official. No, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. agree. I, I'm with, I would go, um, you know, you're like a, you're a Sharpie and a one bracket guy, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that correct? I'm a two bracket guy. I think I think <sighs> allowed yourself, I always, like, you have your head bracket and you have your heart bracket, right? And... 
I think that that's that, that is for me that's the maximum. Now my eight year old sat down this morning and ripped through his in about fifteen minutes and was it was you know I choked on all the chalk, but you know what he won our bracket last year, so maybe he's got the answer. More times than not, got the more times than not, the final four is going to be a little chalky. It, it just is. I mean, that's the reality. I always have a little bit of heart as well as head that goes into my bracket. Uh, let me say this, West Virginia, they always go as far as I could see them going realistically. So they could beat Murray State, they could beat Wichita. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I have them doing it because I can see it. I don't see them beating Nova at all, for example. And in I, fact, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it sort of depends on how the game is called. Well, here's the, here, here's the deal, Will. Here's the deal. West Virginia's going to get up by 18 on Nova in the second half. There's going to be three <laughs> minutes left, and Nova's going to shoot 110% from the field. We have sort of reverted back to that model, haven't we? A little bit. I mean, the last, especially this year. I mean, because there was always, when I was in school, I'm older than you, where we would always blow it. You're, you're from a time in our university's athletic life where they actually, you know, didn't choke. Uh... Dude, trust me. I was, I mean, look, I, I, I have specific scarred memories of like 90, February 95, Calipari comes in with Marcus Camby and Edgar Padilla and Alex Trevieso. They're number one in the country. We're up 18 with 412 to go and losing overtime. And then we joined the Big East. Georgetown comes in with Allen Iverson and Victor Page. Uh, it's a CBS game. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We're up like 14 with 220 to go and lose. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's, that's where I will always carry that PTSD. So, well, you go back not all that long ago, although I guess it was over a decade now, when West Virginia shocked the, the, the country and yeah, went and went to the Elite Eight. You were probably in Louisville at the time, weren't you? No, I would actually, uh, that was the night my wife got confirmed. It was right before we got married, and I actually missed most of it because I was out in the parking lot listening to it on the radio. You made your That's wife right. convert Will Graves? No, no, no. This was her. No, that was, you know, she's kind of... She wasn't a Catholic when she was 13, and we wanted to get married in the Catholic Church. I'm not a Catholic, but that's, uh, this was her call. So. She, now, that sounds like she only wanted to get married in the church because the church is pretty. Well, Catholic churches do have pretty churches. I, I, I'll say that. I mean, I, you know, I think that's where they got it on. Like, my, my, like my church, my church isn't as pretty as the Catholic church. Will, who do you got in your final four? You know what? I haven't even finished, but uh, I like UVA. No, hold on. I like UVA, Michigan. Uh... Duke and, I don't know, maybe Purdue. Or maybe... Or maybe West Virginia. There you go! You know. <laughs> my, my, my kid hears me over saying this. is like, huh, West Virginia, right? Well, so. well, let's do this. Let's do this. What's your kid's name? Colin. Does Colin want to come on and give me his final four? Yeah, Colin. Here. This is great radio. You want to tell my buddy Adam what your final four is? Where's your bracket? Here's the deal. We are going to give you everyone's Final Four. Football writers, basketball writers, hockey writers, Will Graves' kid, and I guarantee you that they do just as well as Jay Billis's bracket. Here, now, this is Chalky. Here's your breaking news on what's your Final Four. Virginia, Xavier, Villanova, and Duke. And who's in your championship game? Virginia versus Duke. And who wins the championship? Virginia. Boom. There you go. Call your bookies. Hey, not bad. He's got as good a shot of mine as being right. I mean, he's, he likes his chalk, man. I mean, but he's but like I said, he won last year. So that's, that's just being different. smart. That's what I'm saying here. We think that this whole thing is nonsense. Like Jay Billis knows more about college basketball probably than anybody on this damn earth, or at least close to it. And 
he might not do as well as I do in the bracket because he's going to go with what's conventional and what makes sense from a basketball standpoint, but that's not the way it goes. That's... But winning your bracket is boring, right? I mean, every the best ones are when you say, oh, I had uh, Butler to the Final Four, or oh, I had uh, Western Kentucky to the Sweet 16. I mean, that's that's where you win. That's like winning a fantasy football week with your crappy lineup on purpose. No, I gotta win the. I gotta win the whole thing, Will. I gotta win the whole thing. That's what I mean, it's how about. Much for money, me. How much money? How much money are you gonna make out of this? What's your take? I could probably make about five, six hundred dollars. Well, hell, that's like triple your salary. So you probably should have a conventional, you know, safe look at it. But that's not where the fun is, and the tournament wasn't built on like. One versus two. Well, the then you got to tell Colin to rip his up and start over. But then he's, but he's got to learn. Like he's got yeah. some of these lessons. He's got to learn himself. You'll figure this out when you're a dad. You know, I will say this. I will say this. My kid is a notorious front runner. However, <laughs> however, uh, he didn't he have Duke taken, winning though. He has well, but he has taken it. He has taken an interest in the Pirates this spring, which I, he bailed on them last year. He absolutely bailed. He adopted the Nats. And, you know, whatever. He's all Nats now. Well, Pirates covered all their good players. But he actually is, like, paying attention. So that, And I think that is part of the fandom, right? You've got to learn how to love them when, it, when they suck, right? I'm not, I'm not endorsing and rooting for the Pirates, but just in general. It's, it's important dad stuff we're doing here. So Yeah, you are teaching me an awful lot about fatherhood, Will, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and the entire listening audience. Uh, Colin will learn when Middle Tennessee State, even though not in the bracket, comes through to shock everyone and get to the Sweet 16, <laughs> that that's the way he should have gone. Thanks for the time, buddy. Tell Colin and I say good luck. I mean, I'll see you. I'm stealing that kid's bracket, and I'm going to win all that money, and I'm not giving him any of it. And that is a metaphor for college basketball. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. It is weak to have two brackets, though. Now I understand if you're trying to make a bunch of money and you're going to submit one here and one there and one here and one there, and you've got a lot of extra cash flow, disposable income, and you're like, yeah, let me just chance it. But me, it's a piece of paper, it's a damn Sharpie, it's a sheet of integrity, and I know that these things are going to happen. And when they do happen, I can tell everyone I'm right, not because I've got a thousand brackets, but because my one bracket kicks ass. And even the one that I do on the computer, you got to print out a plain bracket and write them in. That's how I learn, anyhow. That's how I memorize each of the regions. You write them in real slowly, and it gets ingrained in your brain. At 5 o'clock, my bracket will be unveiled. Tom will unveil his bracket. I want to get Dale Lawley's Final Four as well. He's here in the studio doing God knows what. Weirdo. Coming up next, got more breaking news as it relates to the National Football League, and... I'll tell you why Antonio Brown is better than OBJ, not just from a football-playing standpoint, but from some other standpoints as well. It's the Crowley Show. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. According to agent Mike McCartney, the Jets signed quarterback Josh McCown to a one-year deal. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. According to great guy and great friend Dale Lawley, the New York Jets are also going to sign Teddy Bridgewater. 
What do they always say, Tom, is the most important thing in terms of winning the tournament? That would be depth. You could argue that the Jets have quarterback depth. That's going to be a tough out. They're the new Eagles. They're a tough out. If McCown goes down, guess who's up? Bridgewater. If Bridgewater goes down, guess who's up? McCown. They both get hurt all the time. But they'll have a quarterback for 16 games. That much I'm confident in. And we'll see if they draft one in the first round. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they draft one in the first round? Unstoppable force. And I didn't see enough last year out of the Steelers' Joshua Dobbs to think that they've got great depth at quarterback. The Jets, far deeper quarterback than the Steelers are. Might not have as good of a number one, but they're deeper. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh, I've got another one. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Sam Bradford intends to sign with the Cardinals. There was a video over the weekend that came out with OBJ and a French model. Good for him. I'm, of course, talking about Odell Beckham Jr. for those of you who aren't hip out there. And in the video with the French model, they're laying in bed. There's a pizza box. Nothing wrong with any of that so far, right? He's got what looks to be a blunt in his hand. I can live with that, too. Hasn't been in the protocol as far as we know. But then there's a white powdery substance in the pizza box that's cut in the line. It's a hell of a drug. Legally, I think I have to call it the white powdery substance, though. I don't think I can say it's cocaine. Yeah, let's just play it safe. Yeah, we don't know if it's cocaine. In fact, I'm not even insinuating that it's cocaine. It's, it's powdered sugar. Yeah, it's powdered sugar. Powdered sugar. White powdery substance. Do you ever do that in high school? Put powdered sugar in lines? Not powdered sugar, but we used to do it cocaine? with... Cocaine? Not cocaine. What are those sugar sticks? Pixie sticks. Pixie sticks. Yeah. I used to snort those suckers all the time. What about the fun dips? Fun dips, Basically yes. The same thing. Basically the same yeah. thing. Yeah. We were hard, man, in Mount Lebanon. That's all I was getting into. Adam, why'd you get detention? I snorted a pixie stick. My mom thought it meant something else. 412-922-2874. Antonio Brown gets a lot of hate locally, nationally, from the fan base, because people don't think he's a good guy. I don't agree with that. I think he can be easily manipulated. I think he hangs around probably with the wrong kind of people. I think he might not be the brightest bulb, but I don't think he's a bad guy. I've never had an interaction with him where I'm like, "Mm, that guy's a D-bag. Sure, he's shown up late to radio shows, and sure, he's shown up late to autograph signings, and sure, his car was parked in a handicapped spot, those things happen. But he gets a lot of flack for a lot of those things. He gets a lot of flack for flipping over the Gatorade cooler. He gets a lot of flack for the video that he posted from the locker room after the Steelers' victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. And I get why there'd be backlash there. But would you rather have him or OBJ? I'm taking AB every single day. And 
let's pretend like they were as productive as one another. OBJ's been very productive. Doesn't have the quarterback AB does, but AB's been more productive, and I'd rather have AB from that standpoint. But let's say all things are equal. They both have the same production. I'm taking AB every single day because I know AB works his ass off. If AB's doing coke, he's doing a much better job of hiding it than OBJ is. Not that OBJ is doing coke. He might be snorting a white powdery substance. Might be. We don't even know if he snorted it. We just know he was around it. Hell, it could have been Parmesan cheese. It wasn't a pizza box. But I'd be far more concerned about that kind of stuff happening than him showing up late for a radio show. I tell this story all the time, but a couple of training camps ago, maybe it was last year, I don't know, they all run together. Eli Rogers was on one end of the field, the field, or the end of the field closest to going up to the dorms. And Antonio Brown's on the other side of the field with the jugs machine two feet away from him, launching footballs at his face. They're coming out at like 80 miles an hour. He's a foot and a half from it, and he's just putting his hands up and catching the ball. And Mike Tomlin says, hey, kid, get the hell over here. Look what he's doing. He's made the team, and he's doing that. You haven't made the team, so this was from a couple of years ago. Now get over there. And Eli Rogers puts his helmet on. He goes over there and watches AB and gets in line. AB's always working his ass off. AB might work out too much. Dale Lawley and Jerry Dulac used to do the show with him, and Dale told me about how they'd be out at some restaurant, and AB would bring his own salad and have him put it in a bowl so it looked like it was theirs that they served to him, but he only ate the stuff that he needed to eat to be healthy. He ain't eating no pizza. Clearly that's not the worst thing OBJ's done, eat pizza, but... You get my point. This isn't to say that OBJ doesn't care, but I'll tell you he doesn't care as much as this guy. Not a lot of people do. Most NFL players are hard workers. You got to be to get there. I don't see anybody outworking him. James Harrison worked hard, always lifting, always in the gym, always working out. AB, same kind of thing. OBJ, I'd like him on my team. But I'd rather have the guy who works hard as opposed to the guy who's working the French model and then perhaps a little some of that. Five wide receivers from the 2014 draft class are making $14.5 million to $16.5 million. And I realize that's wide receiver and not running back, but Le'Veon isn't asking for too much. When I see that, come on. It makes me realize Le'Veon's not asking for too much. He's just asking into the wrong team. If he was out on the open market, he'd get exactly what he wants. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. But because he's with the Steelers and they have their own salary structure, it's just not going to work out at the number that he wants it to work out at. But I've always thought if a wide receiver can make that kind of money, a running back should be able to make it too. I think the wide receiver is far more dependent on the quarterback than obviously a running back would be. You need a good quarterback to have a productive wide receiver. You don't necessarily need a good quarterback to have a productive running back. I realize offensive line, yeah. 
Le'Veon Bell can carry the team. And we've seen A.B. carry the team before, but he's also got Ben Roethlisberger. Le'Veon Bell can carry the team. A couple of years ago, the Steelers were 4-5. and five. He rattled off 147 yards a game, and the Steelers wound up going on a long winning streak to end the year. Last year, Steelers, 2-3, and three, or pardon me, 3-2. and two. Ben Roethlisberger just threw five interceptions. Le'Veon Bell hadn't been doing much. Then when he averaged 126 yards a game the rest of the way, the Steelers won all their games except the game that, in my personal record book, they did win against the New England Patriots. This dude carries the team. You can make the argument again for Antonio Brown, but Ben Roethlisberger's throwing him the football. Le'Veon Bell is the real deal. Le'Veon Bell deserves a bleep ton of money. He's just not going to get it in Pittsburgh. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Kirk Cousins plans to sign with the Vikings. They didn't let him leave. The report over the last couple of days has been he's going to go to Minnesota first to visit, but I guess they just locked him in. He gets to play in that badass dome. Doesn't have to deal with Dan Snyder anymore. And that team is stacked. Stacked. This is good news for the Steelers, though. Because I thought he was going to wind up with the Broncos. Case Keenum now winds up with the Broncos. And Case Keenum's not the player that Kirk Cousins is, in my personal opinion. The Steelers don't have to worry about the Vikings till the Super Bowl. The Steelers would have to worry about the Denver Broncos. I thought all along that he would wind up in Denver, and then that would kind of elongate the AFC, would make the AFC deeper, would make things more difficult for the Steelers, and it didn't happen. Although Sammy Watkins, oh, you know what? I should give the breaking news sounder. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Sammy Watkins signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Didn't have a great year last year. Had 500 some odd yards. But Pat Mahomes can throw the ball 8,000 yards. And Sammy Watkins can run, run, as Dion would say. Kansas City impresses me. That's a stacked offensive side of things there, and Andy Reid's a very good schemer when it comes to that side of the ball. It was time for Alex Smith to go. Let's see what Patty Mahomes can do with them weapons. Now I'm just waiting to see where Tavon Austin lands. If he was white, you know he'd be a Patriot. What are you laughing at, Tom? Tavon Austin going to an NFL team. He's the that's rich. He's the single best college player I ever saw with my two eyes, except for Larry Fitzgerald. Have you ever seen his high school like recruiting? Tape? Oh my god! I don't think he was touched oh by god. a single defender in the videos about twelve minutes long. Even though you're not a West Virginia guy, and all of you out there, most of you aren't, go on YouTube and search his highlights against Oklahoma in the final game of that season. Holy crap! Should have been playing running back the whole time. He should have. Stupid Dana. Come on, Dana. Gosh darn, David Todd, look-alike bastard. The single greatest collegiate athlete I ever saw other than Larry Fitzgerald. And Larry will never be touched. I'm loath to say stuff like that, but my God. That's very big of you to say. Rod Rutherford, man. When you're putting up them numbers with Rod Rutherford, come on. 
Come on, don't slander Rod like that. That's true. That's not fair for me to he do. He was a great player. Meanwhile, you had Tavon Austin playing with the likes of Paul Millard before Geno Smith got there. For the love of God. That'll be the biggest breaking news of the day. Wherever he winds up. Probably New England. God. Coming up next. Oh, it's time, baby. You will not find any better college basketball analysis in this country. I will put my Sharpie bracket up against any of them. Tom's too. It's the Crowley Show.